0: PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simparica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of Pet Meds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto order. That's petmeds.com and promo code podcast.
1: <laughs> Back for another exciting edition of Six Rings and Football Things. We are heading into week five in the National Football League. I'm Andy Hart, joined by Chris Shime Time Shime and Nick Fitzy Stevens to talk about the Patriots' moral victory in Green Bay, which unfortunately was also a loss that dropped them not only to one and three. In the one and three on the year, but also last place in the division behind Fitzy's favorite draft weekend team, the New York football Jets and Zach Wilson. Guys, we've had a couple days to uh, let things kind of percolate. And I know one of the things, as I mentioned, that's, uh, I guess, controversial at this point with the Patriots two years into moral victory Mondays, which may now become moral victory weeks. Do we take? What happened in Green Bay with Bailey Zappi coming in in the first quarter for Brian Hoyer and then taking Aaron Rodgers to overtime and everything that went into it? Jack Jones picked six, exciting plays on both sides of the ball. Do we take that as a moral victory, a step forward? Or, and I'll start with Chris here as I lead him into this, is this just a football team that's not very good and we're trying to make uh, mountains out of positive molehills? So I think there
2: were positives to take away from this game. I am not a fan of moral victory Mondays. It's not how I roll. Uh, A loss is a loss. A win is a win. It's very simple. It's black and white. Keep it that way. Uh, But I do think there are some positives to take away from this game. I I think, especially on offense, I give, and this hurts me to do this because I've called this man a boob many, many times. I think Matt Patricia deserves a little bit of credit. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It was a relatively, it was, it was a pretty good game plan. It's, Okay, the run game's working. I'm not going to outsmart myself. I'm not going to try and, you know, do something crazy. I'm just going to run the football, especially with a first year quarterback from the fourth round of the draft who had never taken an NFL snap yet. So uh, overall, I think he deserves a little bit of credit for that. And, And I think the run game was awesome. Harrison Stevenson looked great. That offensive line, when it comes to running the football, they're great. Pass protection, not so much, but running the football, Marcus Cannon still got it, man. That kid, that guy can, that guy can motor and run block. And, and I think that offensive line looked good in that form. Um, and I think, you know, there's a couple, there's, there's fewer positives, I think, to take away from the defense, but overall, I I don't, I'm not into moral victories, but I do think there's positives.
1: So 15, I think when you talk yeah, about it post game that. Bill Belichick, in the past, has pointed to losses and then later said, "I learned something about my team that day on that field." And certainly Lambeau Field, and we mentioned Bailey Zappi did something nobody in the history of that stadium has ever done: made his NFL debut and threw a touchdown pass. So that's a unique environment. Played
3: quarterback with the last name Zappi. That's probably <laughs> and a first also name accurate. <laughs> and a first name. I swear to God, I I love every Andy. I love everything about this kid and. I think you know, I'm, actually, I'm actually at a point where I think we almost need to walk back Bailey Zappi love and Bailey Zappi praise and Bailey Zappi fever only just because while, oh. it is ma- while it's massively impressive that he did go 10 for 15, 99 yards, he did play like a rookie fourth rounder. He did miss a lot. Wait, of did you say teams.
1: it was massively impressive that he threw for 99 yards and three plus quarters of action? Because it wasn't actually. No,
3: impressive. no, it was massively impressive that he was able to do that, given that the kid never took a snap under center at Western Kentucky at a division two school that he was able to play under the pressure of being thrust into action uh, as part of the New England Patriots, David to the Aaron Rodgers Goliath on Sunday. They were 10 point underdogs, but like going crazy about Bailey Zappi right now, saying, like, new second coming, Bailey Zappy fever. All the memes you've seen. Now, like, the boyfriend's looking over the shoulder of the girl. The girl is Mac Jones. Bailey Zappy is the hot girl walking away down the alley. Like, everyone's got Bailey Zappy fever. Let's Ooh. just sort of, like, pump the brakes on it a tiny bit and just remind ourselves that, like, they're going to probably keep for however many starts Bailey Zappy ends up having to make while Hoyer's in the protocol and hopefully not starting anytime soon. I don't think anyone wants to see Hoyer make another start this season. And Mac Jones is healing up that he's going to continue to play in game manager mode. Let's see him learn the pro offense. Let's see him grow a little bit into the Pat system. And here's my biggest hope that the Patriots offense, the thing that we complained about primarily right after the game on the six rings post game show that I've heard made it be made a big deal for the last couple of days is that they didn't throw a pass on second and five from the green Bay 46 in overtime that they didn't go for it, that they played it so conservatively. So Andy Shime, my big thing is yes, I feel good about this. It is moral victory Monday. Now it's well shit. It was still a loss Tuesday, but I think we feel good about ourselves going forward. Tomorrow's going to be who the hell is playing quarterback Sunday on Wednesday and all week long. We're going to try to divine little positives. This team is going to rally around what just happened. There's going to be good moral victories. And I think they're going to buy in on this. Together
1: as a team, I think this is the beginning of a little bit of a run, and I'm here for it. Yeah, you, you said pump the brakes, and then apparently your brakes went out and you started rolling downhill. I'm not really no, pump willing. the brakes on Bailey Zappi fever, not the yeah, team. Well, I think the team is gonna gonna going to If you're going to start a run, it's going to start with Bailey Zappi because I'll be surprised if we see anybody else other than Bailey Zappi at quarterback on Sunday against the Lions at Gillette Stadium. My biggest takeaway would be the same takeaway I've had for a couple of weeks now. The Patriots' offense should start with two people. It's not a quarterback, it's not a receiver, it's not a tight end. It's Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. They are your offense. You need to ride those horses for as long as they can stay healthy. And by the way, if you can pull off what you've been pulling off, I think they have 53 and 46 carries or something each through four games. If you can continue to do that and have both of them basically be 200 carry running backs, that's the perfect offense because you don't get up in that weird Derrick Henry, you know, are we going to give this guy four? Marco much? Murray, 300 right. plus. Yeah, the, the, the don't take years off their lives. Yeah, I don't know. take years off their lives. And they're both very capable of doing the job. And then as you mix in with what Shime said, I think this offensive line absolutely wants to block for the first time all year. I saw yep. Trent Brown motivated and invested. Didn't he like in He like, waved and was like, yeah, keep running it my way. He big dog. Over a pile after a run, right. like Trent that, that was Brown the tweet is not yeah. motivated, and suddenly he's motivated, feed the ball to the backs and say, see the massive human being over there? Run behind him, because for however long he's into this, we need to ride that man as well. Bingo. So what lit the pilot light on
3: the Trent Brown stove, if you will? Like, what got him re-engaged? No. Why did he decide to get back into it? I don't I'm just curious. Him. But I'm excited. I'm ex- Yeah, right, exactly. Scar penned him a love letter that he'll probably read on the Player's Journal or something this week. No, man, that left side of the line was dominating the other day. I love I can't believe as someone who loves fantasy football offense, aerial shows, and thinks Don Coriel deserves a wing unto himself in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They get that jumbo package going, I get fired up. That's like I, I love like that is the definition of smash mouth football. Marcus Cannon, hello to your new position at right tackle. Isaiah Wynn say hello to your new position of coming in as a sixth or seventh offensive lineman for a couple of smash and dash plays every other game. Yeah. And Andy, can we also get Kendrick Bourne a little more involved? Can
2: I say that for the 19th time this season? Do you want to know a weird thing too? get him involved in his limited snaps? He is uh, in the top 10 of PFF graded receivers this season. And that's like, he has the same grade as Mike Evans. I think that was prior to last night's game. So Evans probably went up a little bit, uh, having eight catches for over hundred yards and two touchdowns. But regardless in his limited snaps, like even PFFs grading him out. Well, and you can take that for what it will. Not everybody loves PFF. I get it. But like you, even when it comes to eye test, when he's on the field and he touches the football Yes, something happens. It's good. And guess who was guess who was
3: popping open on the third and five play from the Green Bay forty six in overtime until the defender grabbed his jersey and the world's shittiest refereeing crew missed the call. Kendrick Bourne. That's why he was flipping out. Like like, remember? So Bailey throws it and Hunter Henry is not open any longer. And then Andy, it was almost a pick. Right. And we talked about how like, oh, maybe yeah. that's why they didn't throw in second five, because the kid got, you know, got zappy feet and got a little flustered there. Kendrick Bourne was coming open wide right. And the defender grabbed his jersey and literally tore a piece of his jersey off and Bourne flipped out. And I wondered afterwards, like a lot of people did, like, was he really mad that he didn't get thrown to Did something went wrong? Turns out it was defensive holding. It was clear as day. He gets open. The guy can make plays, and if you're going to lean, and the, the greater point is, if you're going to lean on the ground game going forward, why not get him involved a little bit more as well? Because of the fact he is a playmaker.
2: Well, he did I... get a jet sweep. Was it in the Packers game or the week before? And he gets eleven yard carry. Like the guy, his, uh, just his he ability the to play is. He does been a in great
1: question. job. His ability to play has never been in question. I mean, we saw it last year. He's a playmaker. He makes plays when he's given opportunities. Now. Is there diminishing returns? I'd actually like to find out. I don't think he's ever been given the opportunity to say, you know what, maybe ten targets is too many for Kendrick Bourne. Like maybe we need to pump the brakes on Bourne. We've never reached that point because last year he was essentially a four to five target guy per game, and this year we know that he's been in the doghouse and all of thing those things that go with that. But um, he is part of this, and Fitzy's right. If you're going to run the ball, then When you do throw it a little bit less, you want return on investment. You want some playmaking, and I do think he's their best playmaker. But we do need to get into um, the ongoing, as we're going to talk about guys that need the ball and the inefficiencies in the passing game. And I know the zappy transition here may alter things, but the fact that Hunter Henry continues to be irrelevant, this offense and I know Bill Belichick defends these things and goes oh each week we can talk about the guy who didn't get the targets and who didn't catch the ball well Bill it's a month in we're a full month into the season and you're forget about Jonu Smith I think we've all kind of given up on that idea although I believe Jonu Smith actually has more yards receiving at this point than Hunter Henry does yes he does but Mm -hmm. I mean for an offense that may be trending toward run the ball play action, make a few plays, really going to need to maximize our opportunities in the red zone. Hunter Henry's disappearance for $12.5 million a year is um, curious at best and negligence at worst. I'd say I, had, I landed I landed in the middle. It's it's startling.
2: Yeah,
3: oh, TJ Hawkinson, who had, had 200 two separate, yards receiving. Two
2: separate catches, just individual catches that were more yards than Hunter Henry has all season. In one game he had two separate catches that were more yards than Hunter Henrys had all season. Well, okay, Every, everybody
3: take a guess. Everyone do, let's let's just all let's just do a little whip around. Why is Hunter Henry
1: not involved? Um Well, first of all, they're spending time because they haven't been doing a lot of two tight ends. So when John who has been healthy, they were kind of going back and forth, which was cutting into it. It's not as many two tight end sets. That's
2: why they have little Jordan on the field so much, because he's a receiver, but he also blocks like a tight end. So it's like, ah, we disguise it more as a possible pass play, but you can still run the football effectively.
1: Right. Bill has talked about that. Are we in 11 personnel? Are we in 12 personnel? I'll let you decide. We just have him on the field and we can do what we want out of it. Um. I don't I think some of it is is scheme I think some of it is maybe you know teams looking at him a little more I would I would definitely focus on him but I don't have a good answer for it I don't think he's been targeted enough I don't think he's productive enough and you certainly I think we had accepted we'd cut the losses on John O Smith but now we can't accept that both tight ends for 12 and a don't do anything don't add anything to the offense that we're going on a whole ridiculous. century of the tight end being an absolute
3: hole i mean they cut two third round picks they made in 2020 hunter henry yeah he had a nice season last year with the, uh, the 50 catches and the nine touchdowns john U. smith was an absolute sieve and now they've done nothing this year andy like this decade the tight end position has been a pit for the Patriots
2: and one of those third round picks you cut oh by the way then played a game for the Cincinnati effing Bengals like three weeks later where's Ryan Izzo
1: now we don't need him I don't care where Ryan Izzo is he can go away okay so big picture before we uh, transition into uh, a little bit second segment talk here of Bailey Zappi and the nature of the quarterback position this week do we take net positive from Green Bay is it something they can build upon? Fitzy, you said earlier you think they might be ready for a run. The Detroit Lions might be better than we originally thought as we open up this soft spot in the schedule. Do you truly believe the 1-3 Patriots that, if I looked across the NFL, I believe in power rankings, most have them somewhere between like 24th and 27th in the National Football League. We do this. We did this last year. Are they better than their 1-3 and record?
3: I think it was Aaron Rodgers who said Sunday night, that's not a one-in-three team. He's and full of crap, I, and he had
1: just made out with Bill and stuck his tongue in his ear for like five minutes.
3: Yep. See, it's just I can't say anything without everyone just wanting to jump down my throat. You try to offer just a little bit, uh, an iota of positivity in Pats Nation. No, bring it, bring it. You got it? The They're better than one, I and, do. I better do. Than one I, and three. I do. And again, I think, and I'm not going to play the whole, like, This year and that year, whenever they were 1-3 and last year and then 2001 and all those other moral victory cards that began rallies, I do buy into the idea that the New England Patriots will play the whole like, take a look at yourself, look in the mirror. Who do you see? What looks back at you? A team that is a lot better than the record indicates. No, you're not going to be seeing much more of Miles Bryant. If Jalen Mills can make it back on the field, Miles Bryant will revert to special teamer. You'll probably see more of Marcus Jones out there. Uh, maybe you can kick some of the guys to the inside back where they belong at slot and inside corner. This team was resilient enough. I think in the face of adversity, everyone criticizing them all year, being a 10 point dog on the road, they coach the hell out of that game. The coaching is going to have to remain a significant factor. I mean, yeah, sure. It always is, but they're going to have to coach their asses off the rest of the way, especially with Bailey Zappi there. I think this team responds, to the fact that they went toe-to-toe with Green Bay and played 70 meaningful minutes with them, and they win a couple of games and kind of get back up to, if not near the 500 line, and then we'll feel a lot better about them because, and I know this is segment two talk, we got some keepers from this year's draft, and I'm starting to see some ball players on the Patriots team.
2: Shine. Uh, no, they're not better than their record-indicated. I hate to crap all over Fitzy's positivity parade here, but no, you don't. let's let's stop it. Stop. They're not better than no. their record shows. No. They're not They're not even the best one in three team out there. And I'm curious to see how next week goes because you're playing the most high-powered offense in football and also the absolute worst defense in football at the exact same time. So it, next week is going to be interesting because I, I, you look at the Green Bay game to me. Did they do a pretty good job of mucking things up? Yeah, I think Belichick did a really good job of mucking things up making it a slow-paced game. You ran the football very well against a Green Bay defense that cannot stop the run in any way, shape, or form. Then again, neither could you. Aaron Jones probably could have had 200 yards in that game. They didn't give him the ball enough. And Aaron Rodgers looked like dog shit for three quarters of that game. Like he did okay. not look good, and that but was did not. Did he because, look bad because of yeah, the, no, the way the Patriots did, defended him? Let no, me finish.
1: He missed he, about ten throws down the field that had nothing to do with anyone other than his right arm. Constant
2: misses he made on. I can count on one hand the amount of good throws Aaron Rodgers made in that game. Were they exceptional throws? Yeah, but he made twice as many crap bag throws. Like he, like he was freaking. I, Gino, the, the 2007 version of Geno Smith, because nowadays Geno Smith might be one of the best quarterbacks in football all of a sudden completing 77% of his passes. But I digress. This Patriots team is not better than their record indicates. They are where they are. They are who we think they are. Like they are right here. They're going to compete in a lot of games. They're not going to get blown out. That's exactly what we've said about them all year, but they're not going to win many of those games either.
1: Yeah, my simple takeaway is, in a month into the season, and Bill tells us, you know, this is about the time when you start to realize what kind of team you are, figure out who you are. I think this team has plenty of balls. As Shine just said, they will compete. I do not question their balls or their fold. competitive nature or anything else. I still very much question their talent. I don't know if they're good enough. And that's just the simple reality of their 1-3 and three record. I believe they're one of nine teams, just nine teams that don't have two wins on the season. And your New England Patriots are down in the bottom quarter of the league. That's going to put a wraps on uh, our uh, review a couple days later, as we sort of talk about the loss in Green Bay to the Packers, the moral victory or the simple loss that it was six rings in football things. Please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast service. Please download the odyssey app if you would it's the easiest and best way to listen to us and if you want to interact with us and talk about the positivity or the negativity we continue to build the six rings community at six rings pod on twitter or six rings at gmail.com